Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I am speaking with Mary Spears and this one is all about adoption. And I think what comes through for me in this is that Mary really isn't traumatised by the fact that she was adopted as a baby and she has that real compassion and empathy for her birth mother but also reflects that she was meant to be living in her Scottish family because that's not what her heritage is and she was meant to live this life that she has lived and she is grateful for that and she sort of wants to show that there is two sides to adoption she has so much sympathy for the fact her mother was forced to give her up because of her religion and because of the time in which she was born and she was a young single mother but she also knows that she was meant to belong to the family that she belongs to. This is a really insightful and gave me a, a very different perspective on adoption probably. It's a wonderful conversation so I hope that you enjoy it. Mary, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you Anne for inviting me on, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, tell us a wee bit about you. Well a wee bit about me is that I am somebody who, who believes really strongly in children and families and part of my job is I was a nursery nurse who became a lecturer in an NAP college and it's very much about children and families and the wider community and how they're supported through their life, no matter what opportunities come their way. Beautiful. I love that. I love everything about that. So, given you've told us that, tell me, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that women and men in the 1960s, in the time that I was born, were forced to give up their babies for adoption. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've written a book about this and you've told me a wee bit about yourself, but where does that come from? Well, it, it comes from the fact that only a couple of weeks ago, I wrote the book with the two sides of adoption. So my book is based on the mother's heartbreaking story of giving up her baby versus the couple who are trying to have a baby and can't have a baby, but then they go on to adopt. But the first part of the book is, is probably quite harrowing because the mother came through in 1960s to a place whereby she was from... She was from a family who she was very much loved and in my fictional story I say that, so I don't know for sure. And this is about you, this this book is, is it fictional or is it about you? It's fictional. fictional. It's a fictional book, but within it I have put slight something, like uh, some things in that would be depict what I found out through going to get my file out from the adoption society. Yeah, yep. And so what has your life been like? being adopted obviously it's still it's a huge part of you isn't it because you've just written a book about it and you're really reflecting on both sides of it on what did your birth mother go through and then what did your family life look like what has the journey of adoption been like for you the journey for ado- of adoption for me has been wonderful I had, a, I had a really good upbringing with three sisters who my mum and dad and my three sisters and myself and we had a great life and from 1960s, I was born 1960s right through till we all left home as we, we got married and moved on and carried on their lives. And uh, we we did things like, you know, go down the beach and spend days in the beach where your treat was a, a drink of iron brew in the summer. And that was a great big treat as opposed to that you had it all the time and making sand pies and things. So we had a lovely, lovely upbringing. And the, the sadness for me then is that my journey has been really to the point where I feel really happy with how I am. Self-assured, and myself as, as a woman moving forward in my life over the years. But I probably had times where I felt slightly insecure, 
related to that, but now very secure and and the fact that, that I've had a great adoption and a great life and mm-hmm. lovely opportunities have come away and I have wanted to do a book for a long, long time and it was about me to try and do it factually. It wasn't going to be the right thing, the right decision, so I went fictional right. so that you could have that licence to write it whatever way you chose. Mm-hmm. And do you have compassion for your birth mother? It was only really, it was actually a chance opportunity. I've been watching a programme and uh, there's been something hankering on for a long time in relation to what did I want, what was I wanting this book to fulfil within me, if you like. Yeah. The bit within me that I wanted it to fulfil was, at one point I thought, could could the birth mother get a copy to see how how happy and her life I had had? Mm-hmm. But it was not going to be possible. But then what I did think was, I have no desire to meet her because her story, while it was harrowing, it isn't. I'm the other side of it. I've had, I've had an adoption where I'm part of a family unit that's really secure, was really secure and really happy. But it didn't stop me feeling great empathy for her and any women and men that were at that time experienced the trauma of having to give up their babies for adoption. They weren't really given up willingly. They were forced to be they were taken from them forcibly. Yeah. And that itself really, it really, it really arouses a lot of empathy in me for the women and the men. And that's one of the things that was. The first part of the book was written that way, whereas the second part was about Zoe's new life and how she came to have a really positive experience in her her life, yeah. with opportunities to grow and develop and encouraged all the time to go for it, do what you can. And it doesn't matter if you don't do well at school, just keep going forward in your life and do what you what you want to do to, mm-hmm. to fulfil yourself as an individual yeah. with great passion and real Passion and justice, sense of justice has always been embedded in us since we were very young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see, if I know that you do child development work and that you teach yes. that, and we also were chatting about the fact that you know and teach about Suzanne Sedykes' work, who was on one of my earlier podcasts. I was trying, it's 20 something, 23 or 24, I think. And if we talk about like, Gabor Matty, Dr. Gabor Matty, he would talk about how you can inherit trauma. So even though you were adopted as a baby and you've had a very happy family life, do you feel an inherent part of you has got some of your mother's trauma in you? I don't at all. You don't? I don't identify no. with it at all, no. I identify more with the fact that what Michael Rutter would say, I mean, Suzanne Dye talks very strongly about attachment and about you know, the saber-toothed tiger and the teddy bear experience of, you know, the two sides of trauma for babies. Uh-huh. I don't ever feel that I, I was traumatised by right. it because because of the what Michael Rutter, who he believed it was about the reattachment and it didn't have to be with the mother. Yeah. He believed very strongly that when you reattach onto other people, you can have a very positive experience. And I would say that both all my family, the, my siblings and I, very much did that because we had a strong sense of self through what our parents gave us. Uh-huh. And we've talked about before and during this, it's coming through, that you've got three sisters who were also adopted, but you're, ex- I mean, my two sisters are like my my whole support we network. You know, I, I couldn't really survive in the world without my sisters. And you have that, we have that in common because you talk the way you talk about your sisters. And yet that goes against the face that we had to all be born to the same mother and father. It, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you, you feel, and you also commented that you feel so Scottish, even though that isn't that your actual heritage. So it's, it's just very fascinating, really, isn't it, Mary? It is. It is. It's, 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 it
it is, and I think it then comes down to like what, what we would be, what I would be teaching is nature nurture. Is it given genetics or is it your environment? Now, mm-hmm. a lot of things can be genetically triggered in people, yeah. but the environment very much, for me, I identify more with the environment rather than the genetic bit because my environment has been conducive to a really healthy, happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, any trauma would have been taken out throughout that process yeah. as, as each step was coming. And then, you know, again, Colbert would say that if you resolve things each stage of your life, once you resolve it, it's gone forever, so you've let it go. Yeah. Yep. And so say if you were a, and this is a question that I ask a few people and sometimes I can be nervous about asking, but I think I know what your answer is going to be. Would you change it? Not at all. Mm. Not at all, because I've had such a wonderful, happy life. And I've got, I've had, you've had your ups and downs in life. I mean, everybody goes through yeah. bits that are very challenging. But I think when you've got the love of a family around you, that I have that through, I had it through my family, through my extended family, through friends, I think you do come into that sense of self that just makes you, it just makes you, it fulfills you to a point where you go on to the next stage. Because I never thought for a minute I'd be talking to you. Yeah. Uh, and it was about a book that I've written with uh-huh. the help of indie authors, which was really, really good. And it's it's fulfilled something in me, but it hasn't triggered the desire that I would really want to meet my birth mother because I've never had that desire. And, you know, I, I can get that, that, I actually can get that, that if you're very content, it's almost like, why why open a can of worms I don't need to open? In case it is potential, it might not be a can of worms, but to, potentially it could be. Do your sisters I, feel the same as you? Well, the thing is, that would be their stories, and I wouldn't yeah. really want to go into that, because that's like personal to them as opposed to me. My heart's different. Even yeah. though we brought up in the same family, we've all got different paths yeah. and different I think ways. all siblings have a different experience of life and have a different experience of their parents and everything, you know, because we do, because of course we do, because it, it's different, you know, it is different. And so if you, you've written one book, you're starting, you've just told me you're spending the rest of this weekend writing another book. What is it? What is the message you're wanting to put out in the world about adoption, therefore? The message about adoption would be that the, the never forget the trauma that the mother has perhaps felt because we were encouraged when I was encouraged when I was growing up to think about my birth mother on my birthday because that was something that my my family very much believed that they wouldn't have us because without the, the pain that another That's person. Beautiful. Had. So you grew up always knowing you were adopted. We always knew. We what beautiful knew. parents you had that on your birthday you thought about your birth mother. That is beautiful, isn't it? It was. It was very much part of, for all of us, but particularly, you know, I'm, I'm talking obviously from my experience, that, you know, we always gave a, a thought and we had to think of, well, we gave thoughts and obviously at the time being brought up within a faith, you know, you prayed for them as well to hope uh-huh. that they were happy, I suppose, in what the decision they'd made. So that's probably why I have a good sense of faith. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the future looks good then in terms of what you want to do? Yes, it does, because my second book is again about children and family, but another circumstance in a different way in which it has a like a, a, an effect, it's got like an effect that comes through whereby one one thing can be resolved before another issue comes around. And at that that's family life in its entirety, isn't it? Yeah. That's what families are about, is helping each other and the strength of it. Even when it's at the hard times, you've got the strength of family, but you've also got the strength of self. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. What is the book called? Tell us, Mary, what the book's called. My book's called From Everything to Nothing and Back. Great. Thank you. And that's by Mary Spears. Thank you.
Thank yes. you. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this conversation with me. Thank you very much for having me on because it's been lovely speaking to you and chatting to you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.